We look to you tonight to give us utterance in the Spirit. Minister to us through your Word, by the Holy Ghost. Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory and honor for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. If you could all kind of move a little bit closer to the front, a little closer together, it always makes it easier for whoever is speaking uh, as we have kind of more of a uh, compacted group. Incidentally, guys, um, I believe that there are people that are just waiting for you to invite them to our Christmas program. Amen. Amen. It's really going really to be good. I had a great conversation with Pastor Tom yesterday. He let me know some of the things that are going to be going on. And it very well could be our very best yet. And uh, so it's a, it's a really, really good opportunity um, for you to bring friends. You know, there's, there's events like that, that that people are open to this time of year. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you in that. And uh, if you would open your Bibles tonight to a couple uh, verses, look in your Bible, first of all, to 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, and the 18th verse. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. And then we'll look over at Proverbs chapter uh, 4, and uh, we'll look at verse 18. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in the 18th verse, it says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed, amen, into that same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. One translation says, from one level of glory to the next. You know, that means to you and I, we're going higher. I mean, before Jesus comes back, things are going to get better and brighter and brighter if we'll just continue to behold Him. If we'll continue to keep our eyes on Him. That's what the book of Hebrews says, looking away from anything that would distract us, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. And so as we keep our gaze upon him, as we behold him in the word, as we fellowship with him, there's going to be some glorious changes and glorious transformations that are going to take place in our life. Amen. And we're going to go higher and higher from one level of glory to the next. And then look over at Proverbs, the fourth chapter in the 18th verse. And uh, we're going to continue along with our, our theme on how to walk in God's paths. And the thing that we've been working on is when we do that, life will get brighter and our life will get better. So from the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and uh, we notice a great verse over there in verse 18. It says, but the path of the just... So if you're in Christ, you are righteous in him and you are just in his sight. So what is it about this path of the just? Well, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more from glory to glory. That shineth more and more, greater and greater Unto the perfect day. Unto the perfect day. Now, I want to, if you could, want to pull that up in the Amplified Version. And we'll just take a look at that. We're in a Wednesday evening service. It's literally kind of a, a feeding time here for us. So as we open up our hearts, man, we're going to be enlarged. Amen. So it says in, uh, in the Amplified, they're going to pull that up in just a moment. I don't have it written here in my notes. Um, but uh, do you have it there, hon? Amplified version. Praise the Lord. Stand by, everybody. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, we must have some... Technical difficulties there. Okay, it says this. Thank you, Mish. But the path of the uncompromisingly just or righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more. And here's what I was looking for. Brighter and clearer. 
You know, when you get on the path and stay on the path, not only do things get brighter, but the plan of God gets clearer to you. Hallelujah. Amen? Yes. You, you'll, you'll get clarity. You'll be uh, what Dad Hagen talks about. You'll have the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing. And that's why it's so important to pray those Ephesians prayers for yourself and for your friends and for your pastors and for the body of Christ regularly. I pray the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened, would be flooded with light. So things will get clear. Amen? Uh, And one of the things that will enable you to be clear to hear and clear to see is make certain that you don't allow anything to be muddied in your life. Don't, you know, how many of you ever looked at a mirror that was smeared? And uh, so the image on the mirror wasn't clear because there was a smear on the mirror. Well, that can happen in our hearts. That can happen in our spirits when we allow ourselves to override our conscience and to override our spirit. You know, when we know to do good, we don't do it not, and we don't do it, what that does, it just muddies the waters. And so it makes it very difficult to see clearly and to hear clearly. But I'm talking to a group of people tonight, amen, Amen. that are serious about their conscience being pure and open and amen. Amen. And the path is getting brighter and brighter. Clearer and clearer. Amen. Now, you're not going to see everything all at once. You'll not see everything at once. Uh, When you... uh, discuss a path. A path is something that you walk on. A path is something that you take step by step. You know, sometimes we'd like to be maybe a mile or two down the path, but that's not how God works. God works in steps. And that's why he said that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if we were able to see, I mean, everything all at once, number one, we wouldn't be able to handle it because we'd be so overwhelmed. But number two, we really wouldn't have to walk by faith. And God is a God of faith. And without him, it's impossible to, without faith, excuse me, it's impossible to please him. But we want to please him. Amen. So thank God. Let's say this together. My steps on this path. They are ordered of the Lord. Amen. So we uh, talked about walking in love. It's a must if we're going to stay on the path. Uh, last uh, Wednesday night, we talked about being faithful. Do you remember that one? Talked about being faithful. Um, and there's other things that will are uh, things that qualify us or that are really important for us to stay on this path. So things can get brighter and clearer. So tonight, I want to talk to you about the wisdom of God. I want to talk to you about the wisdom of God. And that's really what I talked about on Saturday night down there in Abuja uh, when the glory fell. I'm telling you, it was amazing. We were going to show the video tonight, but there was a couple things I didn't like about it. Number one, uh, I was worshiping God and I sounded like a donkey in a tin barn. And uh, But anyway... (laughs) <laughs> you want to hear it all right well we can we can arrange that we can arrange that amen praise the lord Cree keys to greater degrees we also talked about being thankful amen so divine wisdom then is a must for us on this path of glory and and i think one of the clearest definitions as you look at, at it in the Old Testament and New Testament, the word wisdom means to be skillful. Skillful. Uh, one definition of it is to be skillful in the management of the affairs of life. It means insight. It means to have discretion. And it also means this, to see on the inside of your spirit what God is saying to you. It's understanding. One person uh, defines wisdom as the ability to use knowledge. So to be wise then is the opposite of being foolish. Okay? Now there's no fools here. Right? No fools in this house. But if a person was to be foolish, a fool is unaware. A fool is clueless. 
They have a lack of foresight. It kind of seems like they're always surprised. Oh, I didn't see that coming. That's foolishness. And so to be operating in wisdom is to be skillful. A wise person is skillful. And Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. That's, that would be another piece to that series on Jesus is. Jesus is my wisdom. Now let's look at the scripture that pertains to that phrase or that statement. Look at 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. And notice with me in uh, the 30th verse. Hallelujah. I might just preach on Jesus is our joy this season. Amen. You know, Jesus is happy. And he wants his people to be the same way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and and the 30th verse, uh, it says this, But of him are you in Christ Jesus. It's so important that we know who we are in Christ. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So Jesus is our wisdom. Now let's quickly go over to Colossians, the second chapter and the third verse. And on the way over, say it with me, Jesus, Jesus. you are my wisdom. I declare tonight, I have the mind of Christ. The wisdom of God is formed within me. Now, in the book of Colossians, the second chapter and the third verse, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. The wisdom of God is not hidden from us. The wisdom of God is hidden for us. Amen? And there is so much wisdom in the Word. And there's so much wisdom in the Spirit of the living God. So in Colossians, the second chapter and the third verse, I do believe I'm in the book of Philippians. It says, in whom, this is another great, great verse there, in whom, in whom are hid, hidden all of what? The treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wow. So we can see very readily and quickly there, there are treasures in the wisdom of God. And of course, if you were... Uh, to read a proverb every day of the month, you would discover what some of those treasures of wisdom are. And uh, we may look at some of those uh, tonight. So the wisdom of God is on the inside of us. Now let's look over at Proverbs chapter 4. And notice with me in verses 1 through 7. Proverbs the fourth chapter. And we see some verses here about the wisdom of God. And my goodness... I have torn that page out of my Bible. So, okay. In verse 1, it says, Hear ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. Verse 2. For I give you good doctrine, forsake you not my law. Verse 3. For I was, I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. Verse 4. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Verse 5. Get wisdom. Now, if I was to tell one of my sons, and of course, they're not living at home anymore. They're 38 and 36, 35 years old. But when John was a teenager and, and uh, perhaps we needed milk or something, it would say, John... Take the car and go down to Lucky or Safeway and get us a quart of milk. Go get it for us. Now, so that mere fact that we're telling him to get milk means that milk is available. It's at the store, right? And the mere fact that he's telling us to get wisdom, that means that wisdom is available for us to get in every area of our life. So he says, now get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. So we see from that that out of his mouth flows the wisdom of God. Yeah. 
Amen? Now notice with me in verse 6. Verse 6 says, Forsake her not, and she shall do what? Okay? So when we don't forsake the wisdom of God, there's preservation available to those who will walk in it. Amen? I'm thankful I'm one of the preserved, not one of the pickled. It is God's will for you to be preserved, blameless, unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In your spirit, your soul, your body. He wants you guys intact in every area of life. Amen? Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Now notice with me in verse 7. Verse 7 says, Now wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. So wisdom, we see, is the principal thing. Without it, nothing else really works well. In other words, when he says that wisdom is the principal thing, it's the primary issue. Now, you may be facing a problem, and you may be facing a challenge, but I just want you to know that the problem, the circumstance, is not to be the principal thing. That's not to be first place. I believe this, that the wisdom of God is available to us to get us through anything that we may face. And so, I like what one preacher says, seek God for the key issue. You know, there's a a key issue in life. There's keys of wisdom that God will show you if you're open to the Spirit and if you will pray in the Spirit. He will show you exactly what to do. But not only that, He'll show you what not to do. He will additionally show you what to say. But how many of you know there's wisdom in knowing not what to say? Or not saying some things. Amen. So wisdom then is the the key issue. We're charged to get it. The wisdom of God is available. Now I'll just quote this verse for you. In Joshua 1.8 he says, This book of the law should not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. One translation says you'll be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. But now notice with me, it comes through being the Word. It comes through being in the Spirit. And gleaning and drawing from the wisdom of God that is coming forth. Amen. Out of His mouth. Hallelujah. So, divine skill or how to use knowledge and understanding. So, one way that we get wisdom is we value it. We don't take it lightly. We don't uh, just say, oh yeah, Jesus has made unto me wisdom and, you know, I'm going to have eggs and bacon after church. Or, you know, thank God, you know, the the wisdom of God is, is, is on the inside of me and, man, I wonder if the warrior is one tonight. No, it's something that must be valued. It's something that must be sought after as a regular regular part of your prayer life. You know, um, part of uh, the uh, prayer principle is give us this day our daily bread. Well, when I pray that regularly or when I do pray it, part of my daily bread is, is I need daily wisdom. I so value the wisdom of God that I say, Lord, I'm just asking you for wisdom today in every decision I need to make. Wisdom for me on this path every step of the way. You know, God answers prayers. And so as you value wisdom, and then as you cry out for it, or as we just said, as you ask for wisdom. Now look at James chapter 1 and verse 5. How many of you could use some wisdom about how to get debt free? Or how to reverse a decline in your business? You know, I was eating at a place that I eat regularly. I have about four restaurants I go to when Brenda's not with me because she doesn't really care for the kind of food. So one's a Thai restaurant, one's a Jewish restaurant, another one's a Mexican restaurant, and another one is a restaurant we've been going to since the 80s. So I was in there, and they're owned by Vietnamese ladies and really, really sweet people. And, and, and she was telling me about 
how much of a deficit there was going on, that they only had a certain amount of customers um, on the other day. And I said, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you and believe God with you. Amen? And, uh, but you know what? What they need is wisdom. Amen? The problem is not the issue. The key is wisdom. How many of you could use wisdom to resolve some challenges with your kids? How about to, no, don't raise your hands on this one, but how to fix things between you and your spouse? And if you work here at Heart of the Bay, don't answer this, or we'll, get, we'll fire you right now. How about to get along with your boss, <laughs> our fellow employees? <laughs> get that hand down, Michelle. <laughs> I'm not going there. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's say praise the Lord three times. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wisdom. About how to make key decisions that affect your future. Amen. There's so many decisions that I think that Christians take way too lightly. And oh my, the cost and the things that people go through as a result of being hurried. You know, we should not be in a hurry. The Bible says that believers, he that believeth shall not make haste. Especially when it comes to big decisions that affect your children or that affect your geographical Life, or that affect what church you're going to attend. My brothers and sisters, these are decisions that can affect and impact your life in a positive way or in a very negative way. You don't just marry a person because you like the way they look. You know? You never know. That person might be a smooth operator. And a smooth operator is a person that not only drew you in, but unfortunately, draws others in. And so it's a, it's a question of, you know, God, give me your wisdom in this. Life decisions, my brothers and sisters, are so vital, so important. To think that I may have missed God by not marrying Brenda? That would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. It would have been awful. But you know, I was pretty mule-headed and kind of stupid. I'd only been off drugs a year. I thought I was really something. But thank God I made the right decision. And we're having the time of our life. We're enjoying life. We laugh a lot at the Thomas household. So a lack of wisdom can be the most devastating kind of deficit a person can face. Wisdom has the answers. Wisdom has the solutions and the principles to reverse any situation and turn it around for the better. Now notice with me in the book of James. James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men if he feels like it. No, God is liberal with his wisdom. Amen. That's about the only good thing I can think about, being a liberal. (laughs) Did I say that? I got to stop that right now. I rebuke me in Jesus' name. (laughs) Don't tell it to anybody. Please. Well, I better pray in the Spirit tonight. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, I can't pronounce this very well, but I can spell it. The word wisdom in the Greek is S-O-F-O-S. Sophia, and the word Sophia describes enlightenment, insight, and even special insight. In other words, 
the wisdom of God will guide you to do what is right. Hallelujah. So we could say it like this. If any of you lack insight, let him firmly request it. Or if anyone is baffled and doesn't know what to do, don't talk about how confused you are. Stop saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Start saying, the wisdom of God is formed on the inside of me. And the greater one will reveal it to me. And soon and very soon, it shall be fruitful into my mind. Amen? Amen? So let him ask of God, and God will give you wisdom. And one of the things I had in my heart tonight for us to do is to open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. And I want us to pray this prayer for ourselves tonight. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, and let's just, uh, let's just apply what we're hearing tonight. Amen. Let's apply it. Let's pray it. Let's believe it. Let's receive it. What do you say? Amen. Now we're going to begin in verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to let my eyes rest on this, and uh, you could do the same thing. And where it says, you know, I pray for you, you just put your name in there, I pray this for myself. Ephesians, the first chapter, and verse 1. And I'll show you how to do this, and then we'll do it together. Verse 17 of Ephesians 1. I pray that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ would give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. So you getting it? So what we're doing is we're, we're personalizing this. And now this may, as you do this in your life, this may seem a little bit clinical and maybe even ritual, but if you'll stay with it and you'll keep your heart applied to this and just open up your heart, you can expect you'll see some great things. So let's pray this together. I pray that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward me? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Pray that prayer for yourself regularly. Pray it for family members that don't quite see the same things you do. Amen? Stop pressuring them. Stop pushing them. And just start praying for them. Let go and let God open the eyes of their hearts. Amen? It opens an avenue for the Spirit of God to work. Mm -hmm. Brother Hagin said that he prayed this prayer, I don't know how many times it was, Brother George, but it was over and over and over again for an extended period of time. And he said all of a sudden, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation started showing him things he'd never seen before. Amen? Amen? And he was able to, to articulate some things that were in his heart. Hallelujah. And so I encourage you to pray that on a regular basis. When our minds are suddenly enlightened and we see exactly what we need to do or what steps we need to take, the problems that have seemed so m- m- mountainous will melt before us. Hallelujah. You see, your biggest problem is not the one that's staring you in the face. The biggest problem is the lack of wisdom and how to deal with that situation. But say with me, thank God. 
Jesus is my wisdom. So number one, we value his wisdom. Number two, we ask for his wisdom. We cry out for it. Number three, we confess that he is our wisdom. I have the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ. And then the next one is just be teachable. Be open. I was talking to a friend of mine today who's looking at making some pretty big decisions in his life. And one of the things that I was just led to say to him, I said, don't allow your pride to get in the way. Just be open to what God will say. Amen? Just be open. Be open. You know, when we're open, God's got something to work with. But when we're closed and we think this is the way it should be and this is the way it's got to be forever and ever and ever, uh, no, that can quench the Spirit. Amen? So a part of being teachable then is just being open-hearted. Amen. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I'm open to you. I'm open to your direction. I'm open to your correction. I am your servant to command. Be teachable. Be open. And then another part of this is make sure that you're walking with wise people. Not wise guys. But we could say it this way. Walk with the wise. Now, I could ask any one of you here tonight that uh, before you were saved, um, you probably had some companions you shouldn't have been running with. They most likely affected you in a bad way. And maybe you were a bad effect on them as well. But now walking with the wise, walking with people that are serious about the Lord. In Proverbs, the 13th chapter and the 20th verse. Let's look at that. Man, you guys are listening good tonight. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He that walketh with wise men, what shall he be? So he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be what? destroyed. My life was almost destroyed on Good Friday in 1968. You know why? Because I was a fool walking with fools. But God spared my life. Thank God He did. Aren't you glad for His mercy for your life? But a companion of fools will be destroyed. And now listen very carefully. You can be in Christ and you can be a Christian thoroughly saved on your way to heaven and run around with fools and open the door for destruction. I would never want to say this publicly, but you know, there are a lot of Christians that are acting like fools. They're acting very foolishly. So you need to be very conscious of that. And you don't want to be ugly toward people. You don't want to, to uh, how can I say it, um, be condescending in any way, fashion, or form. But you're about your father's business, aren't you? You're on this path of glory, aren't you? Well, not everyone, even if they are in Christ, are not going to get on that path with you. As a matter of fact, some of them say, oh, come on, it's okay. Yeah, you can, you can come on over here with us. It's, it's all right. Yeah, you go to church Sunday, but come on, we want to we wanna partay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I think you get the picture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, it says, and I'm going to slow down just a minute. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, it's a decision. I mean, to live a separate life is a decision. To live a sanctified life, a holy life, is a quality decision. And that doesn't mean you're holier than thou, but you just fear the Lord so much that you just don't want to fool with that kind of lifestyle anymore. You know, once you've been delivered, you've been delivered. I mean, once you've been set free, there's nothing left out there in the world for you. No amount of liquor, no amount of marijuana, no amount of anything, no amount of sex, whatever the case may be, no amount of that can touch the very goodness of God and the very presence of God and the very life of God in you. 
It don't get no better than this, guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those guys sitting around the campfire, drinking their brewskis, saying life can't get any better than this. They wrong. Hallelujah. We're hooked up with the most high. Hallelujah. How many of you are hooked up with the most high? Amen. First Corinthians 15 verse 33. It says, be not deceived. Okay. Warning. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Okay, that's the King James. Another translation says, be not deceived. That means we could be if we allowed ourselves to be. Evil associations corrupt good manners. Amen? Amplify says, don't be so deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion and associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. You know, I I like to tell something funny now and then, don't you? But as soon as it gets off course and gets dark and gets immoral or starts using the Lord's name in vain, I'm out. I'm not going to commune with that. I don't need that. And of course, neither do you. And here's here's another... um, Valid point, I think, that's extremely important for all of us to remember. Never let the enemy divide you from God, from whom God has joined you with. I'm going to say that again. Never allow the enemy to divide you from who he's joined you with. Everybody needs faith buddies. I'm glad I've got some faith buddies. I, th- I like the company I keep. Yeah, I like the company I run with. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. So the enemy will come along sometimes and try to bring a divisive situation or scheme to divide you, maybe from a church or maybe from a ministry or maybe from some people that God joined you with. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And then never let the enemy divide you from people that are wiser than you that have more experience than you Uh and who have walked with God longer than you Mm -hmm. and have walked by faith longer than you have. Amen. 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 You know, it's it's very interesting uh, to me after being in ministry for 40-some years how that age and wisdom is so vital and important that I'm not so quick to move on every idea that comes to me. Yeah. Amen. Um, because I believe that God graces pastors with a big picture mentality. Mm-hmm. So what happens sometimes is I see things from a larger vantage point mm-hmm. than most people do in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the grace of God on me. And some people just can't understand, well, how come you're not doing this and how come you're not doing that? It's not that I don't know that it needs to be done, but oftentimes it deals with the timing of things. And also whatever else is in the picture at this time. Mm -hmm. Because to move too quickly from A to Z just because somebody thinks it needs to be done can trip me up. Amen? Amen? So... Listen, guys, age and experience will bring wisdom into your life. Amen? And so don't don't allow yourself to to be deceived and and just, you know, I'm going to run off and I'm going to go do my own thing and, you know, I'm not getting fed here and all that kind of stuff. No, be open. Be teachable. Amen? So God has faith buddies, right? The enemy has fool buddies. Right? Remember working at NSP in Minneapolis, Northern States in Power. This one guy would come in every morning. He said, look at this fool here. He'd say, (laughs) I'd say, there ain't no fools here. Amen. So we don't want to hang around with fools. We don't want to become foolish. And the other thing is, we don't want to hang around with carnal Christians. 
You hang around with carnal Christians, you become one. Amen? I ain't going to hang around with misers because I don't want to become a miser. I want to hang around with givers. I want to hang around with people that are, I mean, they're all in, they're all in. Say it with me, I'm all in. Say it together with me. I'm all in, I'm all in, I'm all in. Hallelujah. Amen. Now quickly over to Proverbs, the second chapter. Proverbs chapter 2. You know, there's a lot of good things happening tonight. Amen. Never judge a service by whether or not someone's running. Or rolling on the floor. Now, I like runners and I like rollers. But never judge a service because there were no prophecies. Amen? The anointing's here tonight. It'll help you. It'll change your life. In Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My son, if, here's the condition, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you, so that I incline, you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yea, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding... If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, and you'll find the knowledge of God. Read verse 6 with me. For the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And so let's talk about these treasures just for a moment. Not to preach too long, but to preach long enough. So let's go over to Hebrews chapter 3, or Proverbs chapter 3, and we'll wind up over there in verse 13 through 23. Can I take my jacket off? See how muscular I am? I got to watch it when I go work out. People always want my autograph. Just kidding. Hebrews 3.13 says, Happy! Remember that word Dad Hagen had for our church? Seven happies. Say it with me seven times. Happy, 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 happy. He said it'll be said by some people, that's the happiest bunch of people I've ever seen. Amen. So happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that gets understanding. For the merchandise of it, this is the treasures of wisdom. It's better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. I like that, don't you? Wisdom is more precious than rubies. And all the things that you can desire cannot be compared to her. Length of days is in her right hand. That's a treasure of wisdom. And in her left hand is riches and honor. But nowhere does it say that we're to pursue the riches and honor, that we're to cry after that, but we're to cry after wisdom. And the result of walking in this path of wisdom, oh, come on, somebody. There will be on the right hand length of days. How many of you want to live long? I'm not just talking about longevity in the fact of number, you know, certain amount of days. I'm talking about living long and living life to the fullest. That's us, isn't it? She is more precious than rubies and all the things that you can desire not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand is riches and honors. And verse 17, read this one with me. Her ways are ways... Amen. All of wisdom paths are peace. You may not be able to figure it all out in your head, but man, you're just walking down that path of wisdom and woo, you got peace. Hallelujah. You got peace. In verse 18, she's a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. In other words, once you get it, once you ask for it, hold on to it. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. 
By understanding, he's established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul. Come on. Life unto thy soul. Life unto thy soul. A whole soul. A soul that's intact. A soul that's not affected by the economy. A soul that's not affected by what's going on around us. But a soul that's full of joy and full of peace. Woo! Glory to God. Put your head down on the pillow tonight and say, Thank God it is well with my soul. Thank you, Lord. It is well. It is well with my soul. It'll be life to your soul. And grace to thy neck. And read verse 23 with me as we stop. Then thou shalt walk in thy way safely. Hallelujah. Stand up everybody. Amen. Let's pray. Glory to God. Well, I've done it again. I preached myself happy. I hope you got something out of it tonight. But amen. I'm, I'm walking on this path of wisdom. Amen. Raise your hands toward heaven. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father. We thank you that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. And we ask you, sir, for wisdom for our everyday life. In our relationships, in our heart, in our soul, in our body. We believe that we receive it. I call upon you. And I thank you, Lord. For the wisdom of God. I choose to seek it. To value it. And to honor it. And I thank you for the benefits. Of walking in the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so when your mind tries to go to the right or to the left, when your mind starts to wander, pray ye much in the Holy Ghost. And the spirit of grace and the spirit of wisdom will come upon you and it will bring quiet ease to your soul. Let's do that right now. Let's pray in the spirit or if you pray in English, let's just pray for a moment or two. Mafradisha laponge, kamantase potore nishea, mongala pange de jeta pasoto, mafradiste, mangala tota. Father, we just speak divine secrets tonight. And whatever we pray, we believe we receive it. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Divine secrets. Wize brokande, beste bandola varande de dia. Oh, mange genema. Hallelujah. And I sense the Spirit of God saying, stop trying to figure it out in your head. The answer is not in your head. The answers are in your heart. The wisdom of God is in your spirit. And if you will attend to it, it shall never depart. So pray in the Spirit. For as you pray in the Spirit, you pray the perfect will of God. And so shall the will of God be clear. And so shall you be able to hear. So walk in it. Rejoice in it. And just trust in me with all your heart. Acknowledge me. And I'll direct your paths. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, well, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? The answer is, he's directing my paths. Hallelujah. He's directing my path. I'm not going to yield to that kind of pressure. Amen. I'm not going to answer the questions of stress and the answers of anxiety, but I'm going to walk in the peace of God. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I'm going to trust the Lord and he's directing my paths every day. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. And you talk about having rest for your soul. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Do not allow yourself to be moved by the fear of man. For the fear of man will always snare you and lead you down the wrong way. But stand up and be bold and know who you are and know what I'm saying to you. Walk in love toward them. 
But walk with me, saith the Lord, and your life will be bright and your life shall be good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Say it with me. No fear here. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Give each other a low five, a high five, whatever the case may be. Amen. (laughs) It's time to sow seed tonight. Time to give to the Lord. Amen. Time to sow some good seed. Amen. Say we thank you, Lord, that we're reaching our goal of 225,000 for the month of December. So tomorrow we're sending out our first thousand dollar for missions. Amen. Tony Cook just got back from, uh, from Brazil, did graduations down there. I'm telling you, you talk about revival in Brazil. Rema has 103 campuses there. It's amazing. And uh, he, did, he did a graduation in one city down there where six schools came together. Thousands of people there. It was awesome. And uh, so next week, uh, we're going to send a check to him to finish up their Chinese book project. Amen. And uh, so that's the Mandarin Chinese book that's uh, ready just to be kicked off. You know, China's got a revival, don't you know? And books like that going to those underground churches, I mean, they will read them and read them and read them. And one of the most important messages that he's ever preached to me uh, in my book is grace, the DNA of God. You talk about a balanced message on the grace of God. It is so good. So guys, we're sowing seed. Amen. We're calling every need met. Hallelujah. Just to kind of give you a little bit of idea of, um, you know, like a a, a budget and where where money goes from, um, goes to. Like, I just uh, heard today that we need to have our, um, this thing upgraded. That's going to cost about $3,000. And that needs to be certified. So you have to be legal in everything you do, you know. So they got to bring in a 750-pound weight in here to make sure it's okay. And I thought, well, maybe we could just get a few people from the Black Bear Diner to come down here and stand on that. But anyway. (laughs) But, you know, that costs a few thousand. And then, you know, to have a a second floor like this, you have to have an elevator. Elevator costs about $80,000 back in 03, 02. But then a guy named uh, Schindler comes out, and that's got to be certified. It is Schindler. He works for Schindler. He works for Schindler. Well, whatever. This is my service. So that's another few thousand. So that's six grand right there. But aren't you glad we got it in the bank? Amen. Then on the 10th, you know, another 45 and a half thousand comes out for, for our mortgage. Amen. But thank God. He's good. Amen. We're not stressed. We're too blessed to be stressed. And we're calling this place paid in full. Years and years ahead of time. Amen. So we're thankful and we're grateful. Are you ready to give tonight? Amen and amen. If you are here for the first time, I'd love to talk with you after the service. And if you need prayer, Raul and Dale and I will be up here and we'd love to pray with you. Let's hold up our offerings to the Lord and let's just love Him. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for the wisdom of God. We thank you for the privilege to sow seed. Thank you, Lord, that we are involved in something way out beyond ourselves. So much bigger than what we see here before us. And so we sow with a a cheerful heart. We give generously and we shall reap a mighty harvest. In Jesus' name, amen.